Hello, I'm Chrissy Butis. I'm the Chief Government Affairs Officer at NJBIA. Welcome to our Take on Trenton podcast. This is our opportunity to have a conversation with our members around what's going on in the State House and around New Jersey related to government affairs and various policies being discussed. I have two special guests with me today. Chris Emmaholtz, our Vice President of Government Affairs. Chris recently joined us and he's handling all of our economic development, budget, and taxation policies. So welcome, Chris. Thank you, Chrissy. And I'm also joined by Nikki Sandelier. Nikki is our Director of Economic Policy Research, and we're thrilled to have Nikki joining us today, too. So, Nikki, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me today. Great. So, folks, we have a lot going on in Trenton right now, and we were hoping to give you a quick snapshot of some of the big conversations that are taking place between Governor Murphy and the legislature. Governor Murphy just gave his fiscal 21 uh, budget address about a week ago, and what we're entering into is what we commonly refer to as budget season. So this is the time when the governor and the legislature debate what's going on related to the state's fiscal house. And so NJBIA and our members are always paying attention, always in the state house and weighing in on these policies because we want to make sure that New Jersey businesses can grow and thrive in the state. So with that being said, Chris, Governor Murphy gave his fiscal 21 budget. There were a lot of different proposals included, uh, some of which included some tax increases. There were other conversations related to workforce development um, and education funding. So if you could give us a high level view of what was included in Governor Murphy's budget. So what we saw last Tuesday was the governor kicked off what you referred to as the annual budget process. Over the next four months, the legislature has a chance to review the budget that the governor proposed to them and then send something back by the end of June to the governor that the governor hopefully signs by June 30th to avoid a state shutdown, which unfortunately we've seen in recent years um, and different administrations happen. And it's something that we want to avoid. Uh, something else the business community wants to avoid, and we were very happy to see this last year, is a budget with no tax increases. Um, unfortunately, Governor Murphy's proposed budget, as you referenced, included over a billion dollars in new taxes. Uh, the biggest one is a millionaire's tax. Uh, this millionaire's tax is not new to the debate in Trenton. It's something that the governor and uh, the assembly and the Senate have debated back and forth um, in the three budgets now that the governor's proposed. Uh, unfortunately, he's back and doing it again. Um, and we've heard uh, Michelle Sakirk, our CEO, talk about the, this budget. It's like deja vu all over again. It's the governor proposing tax increases, the legislature not seeming so high and hot on, on, on doing those taxes. And now we're going to have the debate back and forth over what to do about them. Um, in addition to the half billion dollar millionaire's tax increase, which would be a new higher rate on incomes over a million and below five million, because right now the high rate is for only over five million, um, it also includes a tax increase in the range of $200 million on cigarettes, a tax increase in the range of $200 million on a corporate responsibility fee, which is um, somewhat difficult to explain, but basically employers that have more than 50 employees on Medicaid are going to be asked to pay a tax. Um, and the last in the $200 million range is a health insurance tax, which the governor's budget in brief is not really thoroughly explained. And so there's a lot to worry about that and who's it going to hit and how much and where. Um, but I think any tax increase, um, however you justify it, is not what New Jersey needs. We need to focus on affordability. We need to focus on cutting our spending, our overspending. And this budget doesn't focus on affordability. We think the taxes are unnecessary. 
So thank you, Chris. So what I'm hearing is we are seeing an increase in spending of over 5% this year over last year's budget. So almost an 18% of spending increase over the last three years if this budget exactly, were Christine. to be enacted. Uh, so in addition to the millionaire's tax, we're hearing about the corporate responsibility fee as a revenue raiser, as well as an opiate fee and some other fees, including the health insurance tax as well. And so I know that NJBIA will be you know, meeting with um, policymakers and testifying at the budget hearings coming up uh, to talk about why those policies would have an adverse impact on our overall business climate. In addition to what the governor has uh, talked about related to taxes, and could you talk a little bit about Senate President Sweeney's initiative that he announced just days prior to Governor Murphy issuing his 20, uh, fiscal 21 budget related to the corporate business tax and what had happened in the past related to this tax and what his recent proposal was uh, just about a week ago? Thank you, Chrissy. Uh, the Senate President's just a few days before the budget at the end of a hearing about NJ Transit, and NJ Transit's been in the news a lot in New Jersey. NJ Transit needs a more stable source of funding. Um, NJBIA would argue that that stable source of funding is a priority. Uh, dedicating money for infrastructure and transportation is a good thing, but doing it through an increase in taxes is not the way to go. Can we find money to shift? Can we find areas to spend and, and repurpose that money for transportation, which is very important for the business community? Uh, the Senate President's plan is to find $300 million uh, of corporate business taxes and dedicate that towards NJ Transit, in addition to finding $200 other million to dedicate for NJ Transit. So there's a half billion dollars a year that NJ Transit would be dedicated in the future. Um, that $300 million is roughly going to be 1% of the CBT. CBT is very complicated to figure out every year. There's nuances every year. It's kind of a roller coaster going up and down. But that 1%, instead of actually finding it from the existing 1%, the Senate president is floating an idea to have a temporary increase of 1%. Right now, the tax went up to 11.5% a couple years ago. It's down to 10.5%. As of January 1st, uh, it's phased down from 11.5 to 10.5%. In a few years, it was supposed to go from 10.5 to 9, back to the original number before we uh, mucked up CBT a few years ago. Um, we'd like to get back to that 9. It's important to get back to that 9. And right now, the Senate president says, hey, let's just keep it at that 1% higher, so 10.5 to 11.5, and then the 9 to 10 for a few years longer. Uh, we're working with the Senate president to try to figure out what exactly that means, how temporary is this, how delayed the sunset is going to be. Mm -hmm. But but it's a tax increase. It's a tax increase that we can't afford. We're already an outlier with our corporate business tax rates being among the highest. A lot of the complicated in the weeds part of our corporate tax policy is is an outlier or worse than other states. We don't need this rate to be extended. We need it to go back to nine as soon as possible. Chris, that's that's a great overview. And so, you know, for our viewers and our members, I think it's important to point out that right now the corporate business tax has been overperforming in this year's uh, budget. And so, we do have revenues coming into the state, which is which is you know a strong position for the state to be in. However, to further increase those taxes would be very very um, harmful to the business community. In addition, we're hearing again from from the governor's office that there are additional taxes being proposed by him as well. 
well. So we have competing tax increases being discussed as we head in into our June 30th budget deadline. Um, so Nikki, turning over to you, you have an analysis I know you prepare every year about where do we fall related to all these taxes that Chris just alluded to. So the corporate business tax, the millionaire's tax, which is the personal income tax, as well as some others. So can you give our members a quick update? Because we know that it's so critical for us not to be the outlier state in our surrounding region. Yes. So every year, NJBIA does a regional business climate index. And what we found again for the third year in a row is that, N that New Jersey is an outlier, meaning we are the highest ranking state in the region with the most taxes. So out of our six indicators that we analyze, five of them are tax rates and four of those five tax rates, New Jersey is last in the region. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nikki. So moving forward, so it is now at the beginning of March, and so we're heading into where NJBIA will provide testimony on all of these proposals uh, before the New Jersey legislature. Our members can expect NJBIA to testify in opposition to these tax increases, especially in light of the fact that we're not hearing any discussion about real structural reform. And so, Chris, can you talk to us a little bit about where, where NJBIA is related to advocating for structural reform as it relates to the budget conversation. I'd be happy to, Chrissy. Um, so over the next two weeks, NJBIA is already registered to testify to the Senate Budget Appropriations Committee and the Assembly Budget Committee. Um, at those committees, we'll obviously be talking about our concerns about taxes, but uh, a big part of it, as you mentioned, is a focus on the structural reforms that we need, a focus on spending and fixing our spending issue. It's not revenue. We can't generate enough money to fix the problems our state has structurally. We need to focus on, again, the outliers. We spend more on certain things than most states do. We spend too much. And we can't always think about if we need to spend more, well, let's just go to back to the business community. Let's go back to the business community. You talked about business taxes overperforming, income tax overperforming. And that, that overperformance allowed the governor to spend more in the mid-year um, mid spending budget adjustments. That overperformance should allow you to avoid tax increases, but instead that overperformance is just leading to more discretionary spending increases, which we don't need. Um, the structural reform that we would point to, but we're open to any structural reform, is the Senate President's Path to Progress Plan. Uh, Senate President, uh, Chairman of the Budget Committee, Sarlo, Senator Orojo, worked for years on the Economic and Fiscal Policy Work Group and came together and, and developed the Path to Progress. Mm -hmm. Path to Progress is a report that lays out how do we reform state government. Um, its biggest maybe savings for state government, local government, is in pension health benefits, but it also talks about how do we redesign and reform local governments to make them more efficient, consolidate share services. How do we uh, use our assets to um, maybe optimize our spending and 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 use our assets to the fullest to avoid that that tax increase that we're trying to avoid? How do we reform education where where we are an outlier in how much we spend on education? That's not necessarily a bad thing. Workforce development is critical to the future of the business community. That future workforce is one of the highlights of why somebody would come to New Jersey. We want to invest in education, but can we do it more efficiently to make sure that education is getting to the children that need it? Uh, can we make sure that education is going to the school districts that are underperforming? Um, we do a better job at the non-monetary ways of holding them accountable and, and, and higher standards and more accountability and, and more choices. So uh, I think BIA has been a leader on that and we need to continue that, but we can do it more efficiently. And um, it's also looking at tax reform, the path to progress. So we need reforms in all those areas. Uh, I think pension and health benefits, the biggest one. It's been estimated um, in multiple bipartisan task forces and commissions and reviews that you could save 
over a billion dollars, maybe multiple billion dollars on health and pension savings. Um, the nice thing about that savings is there's a double impact from it, is that one, you would be able to avoid that spending in state government, the state budget would be lowered by those billions, and thus you would free up spending on property tax relief, you'd free up spending on NJ Transit infrastructure, on water infrastructure, on um, supporting the, the nonprofit businesses that are struggling with, with uh, onerous things in our state like the minimum wage increase that recently it was, was uh, put upon them. So how do we get there? But then also the double impact from those savings is at the local level. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we're an outlier in our affordability, one of the reasons that Nikki alluded to all those taxes that were higher than others, one of the worst, and we, we're the worst in the nation on our ever escalating property taxes. And property taxes is one of the reasons why the middle class affordability is just not in New Jersey. One of the reasons why people right out of college are moving out of New Jersey. One of the reasons why seniors aren't retiring in New Jersey and retiring elsewhere. How do we get a handle on property taxes? I think there's nothing better we can do than than reforming our health and pension plans. If we do that, that could be billions of dollars in property tax relief. And so you could have this double impact of billions of dollars in property tax relief, billion dollars in less state spending that will be less demand for state tax increases. And so this, this double whammy to businesses that we would actually greatly benefit from. And I don't understand why we're not focusing on that more. Chris, we talked a lot about the governor's proposal as it relates to spending. Could you talk to us a little bit more about what else is included in the governor's proposal, some of his other top priorities? Of course, Chrissy. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the positives in the budget, and there were some. Um, the governor, on the fiscal responsibility front, the governor has done a good job. It's the lowest, we call it in Trenton, one-shot gimmicks but or non-recurring revenues, mm-hmm. that, that revenues that you would use and instantly it becomes a budget hole the next year because that money is not going to come back. It's down to 0.8% of total revenue, total appropriations. Mm-hmm. That That's a good thing uh, that we're not relying upon that. Um, it's the largest pension payment in the history of our state. Um, it's continuing on the 10th track that Governor Christie mm-hmm. started us on a few years ago and now we're at the 8 tenths level. Um, $4.6 billion is a lot of money. Uh, it's eating up too much of the budget, and again, we get back to the spending reforms being needed, but it's it's necessary, it's the fiscally responsible thing to do to meet the full pension payment, and we're on track to do that in two years. And once we reach that full pension payment and we're getting closer to it, it's going to free up a lot of other money because mm-hmm. we're not seeing the pension payments grow as much, and so therefore other growth can happen in the budget without the need for new taxes. Um, we also see a lot of pro-growth investments, and I say that, that spending is not necessarily bad. Um, Spending $132 million more on NJ Transit is a good thing. Spending, um, it's, it's a small amount of money, but I think you get a lot of return on investment where we spent $1 million on the Commission on Science, Technology, and Innovation last year. It's up to $3 million, tripling that. Um, we see more money going to education than before. Uh, I think there's uh, pro-growth investments on water infrastructure as something that right now it's it's a problem that's going to be facing New Jersey. The responsible thing is to, to face it and to start putting money into water infrastructure, and, and we're doing that. Um, there's a fiscal responsibility initiative that the governor's been big on in his first three budgets is how do we put more money into surplus and the rainy day fund that that continues to expand I think it's um interesting that if we probably slowed up that money that's going into rainy day and, and, and surplus we could probably avoid some of the tax increases so that brings an interesting debate of of tax increases mm-hmm. to put money more away in the bank is an interesting debate but still it's still a good thing that the governor is fiscally responsible putting that money to the side for that recession that may come down the road um, hopefully not too soon but it might come 
Um, so I think there, is, there are positives that the business community is happy with. Uh, there are positives that we look forward to working with the governor on. Um, and and spending is not necessarily bad. Spending on the right thing is good. Pro-growth spending is good. But the biggest part is we just got to get those revenues under control and we don't need new taxes. Thank you, Chris. So I think for our members, I think it's important for you to know that this conversation is just beginning, that Governor Murphy and the Senate President have some competing uh, policies out there right now as we enter into the budget season. Um, we do plan on working with both of both Governor Murphy and Senate President Sweeney and Speaker Coughlin as they develop this budget over the next four months. But we want to hear from our membership. As Chris alluded to, we have several tax increases that have been presented uh, that would impact the business community, whether it be the corporate business tax increase, the millionaire's tax increase, the corporate responsibility fee, the opiate tax, the health insurance tax, to name a few. Uh, there are others, and I think it's critical that we hear from our membership, and if you have any questions, we want you to reach out to us so that we understand how you feel about these, uh, these proposals. We only covered uh, a slight bit of what is included in the governor's uh, budget here this, this uh, afternoon, um, and I do know that the governor also included a lot on uh, transit funding and education funding and making sure there's charity care funding, you know, a lot of things that, you know, a lot of different constituencies would be very interested in. So I would encourage you to reach out to us and we'd be happy to provide you with an update on a lot of these other initiatives that are included. Um, also, we have on our website an update on where, uh, on the specifics of the governor's proposal. And so we look forward to communicating with our membership as we move through these next four months, heading into the June 30th constitutional deadline for the legislature and the governor to adopt a budget. And so I wanna thank our members and again, please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Um, our contact information is on our website under the Advocacy tab. Thank you for tuning in today.